The opportunities for the continent will be significant in the years ahead, but there will undoubtedly be a significant number of challenges in store as this industry continues to evolve towards a lower carbon future. This is according to the OPEC Secretary General, His Excellency Haitam Algais. On this edition of the show, we discuss the challenges of energy transition in Africa. My name is Jerry Efeturi Kusari. E-Powered starts now. You're welcome to the show. Joining us on this edition of E-Powered, we have two young stars in our midst um, right here. And um, we start with um, the young graduate of engineering, whose name is Ben Akaime. Uh, welcome to the show. Yeah, thank you. And um, our young undergraduate, a medical student, um, Charles Jessica. Welcome to the show. Thank you. The African Petroleum Producers Organization, APPO, conducted a study on the future of oil and gas industry in Africa in the light of energy transition, and the study revealed three challenges of the oil and gas industry. And these challenges are one, funding, two, technology, and three, markets. Now, in raising funds for energy transition, that's my question now, is in raising funds for energy transition, what strategies do you think national governments can come up with? Ms. Omar, let's hear you. Okay. Yes, Charles, Jessica, yeah. To raise funds for energy transition, it will be our natural resources in Africa. We okay. have a lot of natural resources. We have diamond, we have mm-hmm. gold, we have a lot of natural resources. So, if we can go into these natural resources and you know use them for and keep a particular part of those funds mm. for energy transition yeah we'll be able to make it um, that's a very good way to ben do you do you get into that or what's you have a, an alternative to strategies raising fund for the transition will be quite um it'll be quite easy if we if we are really planning on properly transitioning we can do that through diversification because the transition to raise is not just about movement, but it's about research. For us to get sustainable um, energy, go into sustainable energy, we need to research more. So, by we are one of the biggest um, producers of crude oil. If we can find a way to take, put in money into research, into schools, into by we now you mean Nigeria? Right? Yeah, Nigeria. Yeah. If we as a country, Nigeria, can find a way to put some money into this particular spaces for research put money and into help um, um, young investors young um, entrepreneurs who are going into the automobile industry help the already existing automobile industry that is the innocent help them make a research um, or or make a research institute that will look more into this it will help them then diversify the economy by putting money from uh, maybe Channeling maybe a 0.001% of the money goes from crude mm-hmm. into this particular area, we will notice, we will, we will realize that in the next four to ten years, we'll start having reasonable and significant results by just channeling a little amount of money we get from crude. So we can use to diversify that. Also, they are, they are, they are, they are investors abroad. You look at the like of Tesla and Elon Musk. He, he goes around pitching these ideas to, to, to people. It's a very futuristic idea here. Yeah? So if you can 
if there are, there are capital funds, there are many capital, in the, there are many financial firms, financial consultants in the capital um, industry who can help go to um, help consult and find ways for, for them to, or to raise fund, find where they can raise fund. We can raise fund from the capital market. We can raise fund from um, angel investors and those people who feel, who have a lot of money, the bourgeois in America and across, Bougiers. who have a lot of money, who feel they can put in money to this, to generate and to give them later on profits of this idea. So there are many ways to raise fund and African can be mm. a part of that. Okay, so must Africa really have to go out there to generate funds, to raise funds for its projects within the continent? Is it not possible for Africa to generate funds from within? Yeah, yes, Africa can generate funds from within, but you should also know, if you should know that I feel, what I feel is it is better for a, to make this a private um, private yeah. affair. Private like sector-driven sector affair. Yeah. Because for, for what you look at, our, let's look at Nigeria, like, let me use Nigeria as a case study. Look at our, um, our industry, our government-owned industry. They are, they are one of the worst performing in the continent, but in Nigeria, anything the private sector touches turns to gold. We, we, there, are many, there are many aspects from, from food production, name it. We have to have it under a particular person who will run as a private business to make it grow. We've, we've been pumping money into refineries. On just until recent, we have um, the Dangote refinery coming up. So there are many other, apart from that, there are many other agricultural products. I feel if we can get one or two private, um, private um, or three or four private individuals, fund the universities, train people, send people abroad through a, a particular scheme or aid by the government, fund the private sectors and encourage them, give them tax relief and tax benefits to go into that sector to make more research. I think they would find a way to fund and make better use of what they have. Okay. So um, I think both of you have almost similar um, um, strategies suggested here. Nice. Um, so the European Union has in place a number of policy strategies. I mean, because I'm trying to look at um, um, it from a Pan-African point of view uh, in terms of the AU now. So I'm making a comparison with the European Union at this time, where I'm saying that the European Union has in place a number of policy strategies with which funds are generated for the attainment of energy transition. Right. So what policies do you think the African Union can come up with uh, to drive uh, energy transition across the continent? I mean, specifically within the area of mobility on the continent and transportation and all that. Yeah. Mm. I think they can make it a policy that, you know, whenever, whichever money to generate for energy transition in India, different countries, they should come together and put this money together. So when it's time to execute these plans, they should, like, bring the money, split it, you know, depending on which nation will start, how they will grow, grow it together, you know. Yeah, but of course, you know to... that, of course, you know that the countries cannot come up with this money at the same time. Yes. Yes, that is for sure. Money cannot uh, be brought up at the same time. So Ben, what do you think? I mean, because what she's trying to say now is that um, the countries can pull funds together, right? Yes, yeah, yes, yes. Can yes, pull yes. funds together. And, and so I'm looking at it realistically. Is it possible that these countries can have these funds at the same time pulled for the purpose at, at the AU level, for pulled together for the purpose of um, f- um, uh, funding of the energy transition? I do not feel, it's, like I always say, I don't think the AU would help mm. in any way because... For Christ's sake, they have a work they, which they have not been doing mm. 
So I don't think the AU would be of so much of a great service to this for this motion. I feel we should leave it to the private sectors. Allow the private sector. But there has private. to be an organization that would drive the process, which maybe. is usually the function of a government or a supranational maybe, government. Maybe. Like the EU now. I mean, for instance, sorry to cut you short. Mm-hmm. Like the EU now, they have come up with a number of policies. I mean, yeah. one of which is this um, vehicle um, credit system. Okay. Where vehicles, I mean, you're using a vehicle and uh, mm-hmm. because it's emitting. Uh, it's like the yeah, you, you, um, if you are made to pay a certain amount of money and things like that. And so that money is pulled and used for the transition purpose. I mean, I mean that's that's at the level of EU. They have many other uh, strategies that mm-hmm. are being used mm-hmm. there yeah, to generate the funds for the energy transition. I mean, uh, can't uh, the African Union do something? Like I said, it depends. The African, yes, the African Union is meant to uh, uh, propose and move forward the idea of the Africanism and find a way to make Africa a better place here and all. I understand, but you should also understand that in Africa, the, the dynamic of politics is different. Mm. The African Union would not or have not really lived up to the expectation over time. And if you're saying they should speak or ask countries to work together, yes, they can, but would they be listening to? Mm. I feel it's... So that it's, comes to the effectiveness of AU. Yeah, yeah. Yes. So I feel it should be, it should be go, we should go back to the grassroots where you go to the country and um, inspire or find a way to fund private sectors, private individuals who fund private individuals who can help in developing this particular industry, helping the transition. Because I feel, I strongly feel, if um, if Africa, the least I feel AU can do is maybe, maybe helping the resolving the resolution in Congo. Because you know that for all, let's be realistic here. Yeah, Congo has, um, if not three or four um, major elements mm. under yeah. the soil that yeah. can be used for the production of battery yes. cells and all. Yeah. And yeah. Congo is one of the most exploited nations in this country, in the world. The world, yes. So if, if I agree with you, yeah. if they can find a way to resolve that, mm. create schools or find a way to not just resolve peace but make markets flow. Within mm. Africa, right? so, so, so we'll get to the point in Congo yes. to harness those harness, mm. yes. invest, then find a way for Africans to invest in the infrastructure. So, so what you're saying I think in, it should in, in be effect, a work for the country, yes. not African. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah, so in effect, you are saying that the AU compared to the um, European Union is ineffective yes. in terms of coordinating in, in the, the African countries, the ideas. Yeah, the, the the EU has beautiful idea, like mm. but, but over time, the only thing they do is to sit and condemn. Mm. They have not when it comes to execution. They have, they've not. Yes, before years back, they were really really good at it. But of recent, they've just been. We've not been hearing news of how. So, so if you're saying now that they have issues with coordinating the activities of member yes, nations, execution, that, that, yes, and yes, yeah. executing. So, the, don't you also think that? It is possible that the member states, member countries are not responding to these policies and ideas. Like you said, they have beautiful ideas. And don't you think member states are not responding to the policies or acting in line with the policies of the African Union? The question is, is, Af- is the African Union, the African Union consists uh, consist of the of the member states. Exactly, that's what I wanted to say. Yes. They are, then if so they if are, they agree to take that decision, why are they not executing it? They were the ones who made the decision by themselves. Yes, um, but then that's how the system works. I mean, there's a, a government uh, a system at the AU, and then if, for example, like 
the policies are made at the AU level, mm-hmm. and then when you return to the uh, national level, these policies have to be ratified by the na- various national assemblies mm-hmm. to localize them okay. for uh, implementation within okay. the country. That's how it works. So, I mean, there are two different levels of operations here. That's the question. I'm not saying the idea is no. Like, don't listen properly. The yeah. idea is good. Mm. Yeah, it comes down to the um, Senate level. The Senate inculcates mm. the idea. Mm. But is the idea executed by the national government? By the national government. And that's the, the question. And that's the not. question I'm asking. Yeah, it is not. It's the problem. I've always said the problem I Nigeria and Africa at large is execution. We look at. Let's look at the Lagos Road now. Yeah. So they they'll be they're checking cars for roadworthiness, but most of the public vehicles emit a large number of CO2, yeah. and they are still on the road with last man looking at them smiling. Yeah. So the problem here is execution. That's why I said leave it for the private sectors. Let the private sectors come into this. The AU should only maybe find a way to support financially the private those who are pushing this idea narrative. Mm. In the private sectors, okay. that's what I feel. That's how I you know the, we're yeah. talking about private sector now because we don't have a good government. So before we talk about even this energy transition, we should try to transit from bad um, from bad <laughs> governance. No, that's, that's, that's politics the, now. That is the only way we can actually move things forward. Okay. Many of these government, they are these politicians. Sorry, they are gaining from everything happening. This crude oil stuff and everything. So, would they even allow energy yeah, transition, yeah, uh, transition, sorry, to work? They mm. won't. So, why would they empower somebody that is driving this no, but, idea? But that's, but that's the trend the world is going right now. I mean, in a few years' time, the like in Europe, they have the, the deadline of 2050 to cut off uh, use of uh, combustion engine vehicles, standard combustion engine vehicles. Secondly, what I think we should also look at our. Just respect to this, how much mm. how much is our um, carbon emission in Africa? I think we have the lowest in the world. Yes, it's about the lowest in the world, no doubt about that. Yeah. But we are on the receiving end in terms of facing the hazards of climate change. Yeah, I feel the, the I feel the people that should transition more are the people that use it more, like the China. China, I think China. Has but they are working already. Much. And since we have the lowest, Asia is doing a lot of good stuff already in terms mm-hmm. of uh, energy transition. Japan has a fantastic energy transition program, cutting across all forms of uh, transportation. Um, Europe is doing fantastically well as well. Um, Canada, America, United States, they're all doing very well. So I mean, it's only Africa, yes, because perhaps we believe um, we our contribution to the emissions discussing uh, climate change and all the hazardous environmental issues we're facing today. Uh, we have very little. Um, um, impact and that we should just be relaxed no i don't think we should be relaxed i mean we should take proactive steps in pushing for energy transition because we're on the receiving end i mean the sun that faces us these days it's not the sun yeah, that we used to I, have I totally back agree. in the day I totally that's agree the, with the you. heat yeah i totally agree with you but if you look well at the statistics china has a chunk of at least they have 20 27.2% of global emission comes from china mm. and in the first 10 country, there is no African country on an emission. No doubt. So why should Nigeria be really bothered? Not Nigeria. Or why Africa. should Africa in general yeah. be Africa should be bothered. The reason why you, are, you, are, you need to be bothered is because the environment is a heated one. We're in a hot region. And then we are experiencing more heat now. We are experiencing global warming. And you and I can testify to the fact that the heat we experience these days is beyond what we were experiencing in the past. And so that is the reason why Africa needs to be bothered about it. And so, so now you were talking about, um, what's it called? Um, the private sector driving this process. Uh-huh. Now, 
the private sector, does the private sector have that technology? I mean, the private sector within Africa, does it have the technology for energy transition? Yeah. Or are we going to be expecting Europe since Europe and America and Asia are the ones that are actually contributing to this? In truth, we do not have the we, we Africa as a whole, or let me use the word Nigeria, let me break down to Nigeria. Nigeria or Africa as a whole, we really, only very few countries in Africa invest in research. Mm. And this transition is more of a research-oriented kind of uh, move. If you look at countries like China, America, they, they, in fact, every year they pick up students for research from other countries. They keep on investing so much money in research. And it's only, the ideas can only sprout, sprout from the universities, from the college of studies. Those are where the, that's why, that's where ideas have been birthed. But if you look generally at, at Africa, we really, West Africa, as for one, really invest in research. That's why I said it has to be a private sector. And it has to be a private sector from maybe off somebody coming from there and looking at the environment that, okay, this is what we need and putting it through. We don't have so that's it. like depending on that on, US, not Europe, or in US or Europe, but in an entrepreneur. Not is somebody coming from there. What do you mean by there? The person has to have the idea. Okay, coming from there, have the money, which might not be there. Where there, where where is it? The first world country. Okay, it might not necessarily be a white man, European. The person might be an African. Okay, but wishing to invest that idea, more like in, um, the technology transfer. Yeah, right? technology transfer. Mm-hmm. Yes, be an African, wishing to invest more on that aspect. But for we here, most of us don't see the need. An average African man don't see the need of. I'm being realistic here. Mm. An average African man doesn't see the need of revving an electric car because he doesn't even have light. <laughs> so that is just the honest truth. Like the average for Nigeria, I can say, but for maybe other African countries. And now you talked about um, the universities being like the centers of um, research. No doubt about that. That's what it should be. But at the same time, you cannot take it away from companies, technological companies. They have research and development uh, departments that carry out research, sometimes in collaboration with university departments, engineering departments and the likes. But don't they, don't you think these um, companies within Nigeria, technological companies within Nigeria, within Africa can do some collaborations with universities to come up with something? How many electrical companies do we even have in Like I'm talking about the production of cars now. Yeah, electric vehicles. Have, yeah. Yes, the technologies for electric vehicles. We are still even trying to gain ground in making cars, and you're already talking about us making electric cars. Mm-hmm. But we're still trying. There to are make some. There are some universities cars. that have come up with some um, prototype of electric vehicles. Yeah, I've seen some here yeah, online. Yeah. The, the, the truth in what you're saying is, in Africa, there are only three or four major countries that basically. Uh, make or assemble oh, cars. Mm. Yeah. So we have in, in Algeria, Morocco, Nigeria, Ghana, Kenya, Tanzania, and Uganda and South Africa. Yeah. If you look at those countries, they are yes, they pr- produce or couple cars together. Now, are they being are they being invested in by the local by the local government? Do they do, are they, mm. do they get do they gain do they gain extra tax benefits? And that's what we talked about uh, funding for the. Like I said, it, this is a beautiful idea. But it's also a futuristic idea. Africa in general has more pressing issues as it is now. Yes, it can work. Like I said, it, it, even if it's going to work, it's going to come from the private sector. It's not come from the. Uh, it's not from from the government mm. because 
from from what I see in Africa, the government have no incentives. Most of the government don't even care about the environment. But I won't agree factors. with you if you say it's a futuristic thing because the global warming we're experiencing today is not futuristic. We're experiencing it at the moment. Yes, the global yeah. warming we're experiencing is not futuristic. I agree with you. But have you seen the state of Africa um, when it comes to the environmental aspect? Africa, oh, let me use the case study. Nigeria does not respect environmental laws and environmental policies and all. From the way we dispose our refuse to the way um, our water drainage system, our uh, name it, we have terrible... In fact, they are very good policies, but they are terrible implementation. Mm. So the thing is, is the government incentivized to do that? No. Okay. They don't really care. Okay, so Mesoma, what do you think in terms of uh, this, um, research and development by companies... I already mm-hmm. said what I think. We're still trying to gain ground in making You're not changing. Let us You're not focus changing. on that You're not first. changing. Let us focus. Let us work on... One of the technology other continents or other countries have. Mm-hmm. Let us try to get that technology first. Okay. Before we think of a higher technology. Okay, so fine. Just so, having developed the technology, right, at whatever time we're able to develop the technology, yes. which I think should be now, but whatever time the technology is developed, I will always push for now. However, is for the markets now, is Africa not a big enough market for technological products, I mean EVs, that could be developed for the attainment of um, zero emissions in mobility? It is. Africa has one of the largest markets. Mm. So we should be able we ha- no we should we have enough money. So that's an incentive for even when the, we decide the, to the, the, the private sector. Yes. And so that's course. an exactly so so Ben, I mean this is an incentive. She's she's saying that Africa is a big enough market. Does Africa have the markets now? No. That's, that's Does it. Africa have the markets in the future? Maybe. Why no? Number one, how many areas, how many only if I'm not mistaken, only between forty and sixty percent of African country have constant power supply. Mm. And our transition in transitioning, you will need constant power supply to charge these vehicles, mm. which is like the basic, basic of all yeah, basics. Yeah. Now, if you don't have enough countries that have electricity, how do you want to sell a car? What are solar cars? How, how do you... No, let us start with... Because first, we, let us start with the most efficient. Yes, yes, solar yes. cars will be really hard to make and maintain. Yeah. Let us start with the efficient, the ones you can charge. So if you don't have electricity... Yeah, but the how, solar cars are also charged. Yeah. They are also charged. Yeah, so yeah, if you don't have electricity, oh. how do you charge it? Mm. So there is a big major problem. So until at least ninety to eighty percent of African countries have constant electricity, we should think about um, 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 EV cars. That's my first. Okay, so you you believe that um, since um, they do not have constant or stable power supply, uh, therefore uh, there will be serious challenges. Yeah, but that's obviously what. Um, I would not even produce our own cars. Yeah, that's yeah. obviously yes. That's obviously what uh, the uh, OPEC Secretary General was talking about. I mean, in terms of uh, uh, the technology. Yeah, when it comes to the technology... The, I mean, that's what he was talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, all, it's, it's all encompassing, yeah, yeah. because we, I mean, because we, uh, don't have the, we don't have the technical know-how. Yes. When it comes to the people mm. to... Even, let's assume we, we, we hustle, the private sector comes to this industry, we also have to import the technical know-how. Mm. We have to import people who come and work in this factory, or we train people. And our universities are not... Uh, most of our universities, at least within what I've seen, are not research based. Mm. If not, we're having groundbreaking discoveries over here. We we, we have a gap in markets and um, our research. 
So until we're able to close that gap, we have a long way to go. But this should be an encouragement for African investors. This should be an encouragement for African businesses I and mean, technological companies that uh, are looking towards uh, the era of EVs. We have a large enough market in Africa. Other countries, um, other continents of the world, other countries of the world are looking towards Africa even in you know, terms when, of the market. When you, say so large, when you say large enough market, we need to calculate. See, see. Mm-hmm. First, we have to do a, 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 a ask ourselves how many Africans use brand new cars? Mm-hmm. Because from just my environment here, we have at least 50% of cars that come into Nigeria and second-handed hand value card. More than 50%. Yeah. That is one. How many of uh, Africans can afford to even get a car? Mm-hmm. Yes, we have the number. We have a large number in Africa. But are, that, are those numbers financially financially capable to get those cars? Does it translate to return on investment for investors? I rather set an electric car in a country where there's just 100,000 people and I'm certain that 50,000 people will buy that to mm. run the same company where there's a million people and I'm saying only 5,000 people by. But then that's why technology is key here in terms of um, developing products that are cheap for purchase. I mean, if you say, is Africa a continent where those cars should be built? I'll say yes. But are they a continent where those cars should be road or wood? Driven. 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 Say no. Because yes, we could make it. We have all the resources here. We have the batteries, we have the uh, the elements for making it lead, mm. lithium, and every mm. other thing within the African continent. But do we have the financial capacity? Does the, does the people have the financial capacity to ride those cars? Mm. So indeed, these challenges are there, both you know, financial... I think we yeah. have this market, but we should grow this market. The market is not ready. I mean, the market is the people, and they yeah. are not ready. So we should... You know, so what can we do to make them ready? We should What's first that? try and work on technology of this day before we think of a futuristic technology hmm. as okay. so now we also want to ask the price of an electric car the average electric car costs is, is very very expensive the average Kia electric car they can cost about 12 million yeah so that's why people are actually pushing now for um, cheaper access to the raw materials and then that will also translate to cheaper electric that's vehicles. That's how we should build those cars here because it's to make it cheap. It's to make it cheaper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you say cheaper access to materials, yeah, in Africa you might get most of the materials too because we have most of the elements to make mm. them. But does that translate to it being cheap? Nope. We've no, seen cases okay. of products made in Africa that are way more expensive than products made. made. Yes, that's true. Economy of scale, it doesn't always work mm. when it comes to the case of Africa because yes. there's government policies, there are, there are many other policies People that, that basically just want to hinder, make hinder mm. the, 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 the growth of these mm. companies. So I think it, it's, it's possible, maybe in the futuristic Africa, it's possible, it's extremely possible, I believe it will work. But for now, I think we should just focus on uh, enabling our people financially to as in creating more middle class amongst the African people. So maybe in the future years, we'll have something good. Okay, so that's your last word? Yeah, we'll have. <laughs> okay, so your last word, um, Charles Jessica? Let us try and work because we're far behind mm. other continents. So okay. let us try to fill that gap first. Okay. All right. So thank you very much, uh, Ben Akaime, for coming on this edition of ePowered. Thank you very much. Uh, also, thank you, Jessica Charles, for coming on this edition of uh, ePowered. Thank you very thank much. Thank you. But um, so that's it on this edition of the show. Uh, do follow me on LinkedIn, 
LinkedIn forward slash Jerry Futuri to continue the conversation. My name is Jerry Futuri Kusari. And whatever you're up to in your daily lives, to make sure to keep your environment clean and keep yourself safe. Till next time. Bye-bye.